This is Meet the Movie Press. It's October the 4th, 2019 on the show this week. Joker breaks records, Avengers awards game, Peel's deal and Birds of Prey. Plus the reviews and more. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is October the 4th, 2019. My name is Simon Thompson. You can find me on social media at Simon on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find some of my work this week uh, on Forbes uh, and also on IGN, where I went into the edit bay for Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, so some nice features up on that. Uh, with me on the panel today, uh, Scott Menzel. Welcome Hello, back. Sir. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. For those people who perhaps have never watched the show before, who are you and where can we find you? I'm a homeless man just sitting in this <laughs> chair right now. Uh, anyway. So you're doing quite well in the industry yes, then. That's that's right, very, very much. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I am Scott Menzel. I am the uh, editor-in-chief of We Live Entertainment and the founder of the Los Angeles Online Film Critics Society. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M. And Dimitri Panos is hey back. There. I am back. Great to be back. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> uh, and for pleasure. those people who might not know who you are, uh, you who are you and where can we find you? Uh, Dimitri Panos. You can find me here at Meet the Movie Press. Also, Anatomy of a Movie is back. Tune in today. We'll be good talking about this Joker. And you can find me on the Twitters at Dimitri Panos. And I think everybody is talking about the Joker right now. Uh, actually, I think I saw Marcel Marceau <laughs> talk about uh, the Joker the other day. That's one for uh, anybody over the age of 50. Uh, in the panel, of course, you guys are the major part of the show. Without you guys, the audience, there would be no point in us doing this at all. A lot of you already in the chat. If you're watching the show uh, live on YouTube uh, from BlackRock316, uh, good morning. Won't be able to watch the show. Because I'm about to go and watch The Joker very soon. Well, we know where we stand. Thanks, BlackRock. <laughs> hope you enjoyed the movie. Uh, and I hope you enjoy when you catch up. Just All joking. the other shows are sold out. Absolutely. <laughs> evidently. <laughs> evidently. Uh, there aren't any more this weekend. It's probably on the East Coast, right? So uh, it's like noon. Well, at least you'll see it. So we'll avoid Cheaper spoilers. Ticket. That is true. Uh, Sarah Brockel, I'm here. Sarah, good to have you. And the real Mr. Robinson. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Bright Suns to Dimitri. Uh, Kameh Egan. You. Good morning, movie fans. And also Sarah in there. Uh, when are you all going to have Joelle Monique on the panel? I know I you've asked for her. that previously. We, did, we have invited. Yeah, so Previously. whenever she gets back to that us, would we great. would be happy to have her. She would be more than welcome here. Okay, so let's talk about, as I say, Joker, which has finally, after many moons of controversy and everybody everybody having an opinion on the movie, is finally hitting theatres. It is now out. It came out last night and it had a phenomenal Thursday night previews. Uh, it was 13.3 million on Thursday alone. Uh, the previous record was 10 million. Bought in by Venom last year. Oh my god, I'd almost wiped that movie from my mind. So <laughs> that was a year ago. I cannot yeah. believe. It feels like ten years. Just ago. In, it felt like ten years watching that movie. Oh. Really did not like it, uh, and that, that only managed to achieve eighty uh, uh, ten million on its uh, Thursday preview. So thirteen point three is a pretty strong start for Joker, considering it's not your standard comic book movie, and it's also an R-rated movie. So, uh, your thoughts on this, first of all, Dimitri, are you surprised that's a strong Thursday opening for Joker? No, I... I, I it... There was so much buzz and build about this. Mm. I think what I'm what, what, what audiences are going to experience is that it doesn't deliver the expected. Yeah. So, um... But no, I'm not necessarily surprised because of all of the marketing, all of the hype. Even the controversy, I think, helps fuel some of that fire going mm -hmm. into it. And don't forget, too, the, um, it started its previews yesterday at 4 p.m., yeah. which is a little bit odd. Because uh, it, it's usually seven for kids' movies, they'll start it maybe at five. So this started at four mm -hmm. o'clock. Mm -hmm. So that gets an extra show time or so in there, which is great. And um, and then we'll see what it does over the weekend. Uh, and and with word of mouth, it's uh, I it's. Gonna, that to me is going to be. It'll be fun to find out. It's going to be the number one movie at the box True. office this this weekend. You know, yep. all the territories that it's opening. Uh, but Scott, who are these people, and how much of an indication is it? Do you think of of a weekend? And we'll get to what we think it's going to take this weekend in just a second. But who are these people who've gone out to see it on this fortnight in in such a magnitude? Is it your fanboys, or is it your everyday uh, moviegoer who has heard about this movie constantly and wants to see it for themselves, or is it a mix of the two? I think it's a mix of the two. More so because of, like, what Dimitri said. I think this movie would have done okay in terms of opening yeah. if there wasn't... This movie has been talked about nonstop for the past, like, 
month and a half to two months. Whenever, whenever it premiered at Venice, it's like from that day to now. Yeah. People have not shut up about that. Every day yeah. I wake up, there's another story on Twitter. There's another controversy. There's something, something going on with this movie. And what I what I think is actually funny is because this movie has sort of gotten a lot of heat over the last couple of days, and its yeah. score has come down on Rotten Tomatoes a lot. Uh, I read through a lot of the reviews. It's in the high 70s of the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I, actually I, 69. 69 really right now, yeah. Um, but it's very interesting because I think whenever this sort of reaction happens, mm. it inspires more people to make their opinion themselves, yep. to give them their own opinion. And I think you're going to see this have a lot of success this week. I think it's going to over-index based on what, you know, these numbers have shown so far. I mean, predictions have already sort of come in somewhere between 50 and, and 100 uh, th- this weekend. A uh, million, of course, for opening weekend. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, uh, Box Office Mojo are kind of in the middle somewhere. They're 85 million. Yeah. I can see this doing 100 million. And I think part of the reason is because you have this strong fan base. You have these people who are curious about it. But a lot of people that I've spoken to who have no interest generally in comic book movies in general or either my Marvel or DC are genuinely curious about this and they like the fact that it's an R-rated movie that really is an R-rated movie. It's cerebral, it's adult, it's deep, it's rich. It's not a case of Deadpool R-rated where it's just R-rated because of you know, violence and, and, and swears and stuff like that. So I think it, it is getting a, a really interesting cross-section. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be going to see it this weekend, and I think if you are going to plan to see this movie, do try and see it this weekend, because there are going to be think pieces and spoilers out oh, there yeah. over the weekend, which will be very difficult to avoid. And also, it is important to formulate your own opinion always with movies, rather than just taking the opinion of others. Uh, a lot of people in the chat already talking about this. Yash saw Joker last night. Um, I think the movie is being unfairly bashed. Um, Glamoury uh, Joaquin is winning this Oscar. Pitt, Banderas, DiCaprio, Hanks, or any of the Italians and the Irishmen uh, will not be able to compete with Joaquin's performance. Glamoury, you are missing uh, uh, Taron Egerton off that list. Taron, mm-hmm. I think, is still a very strong contender. Uh, and Kamei Singh, the majority of the people who are going to see Joker is comic book fans, but... There are those, um, but but you are there. Will those be who, after reviews, will want to see it? I mean, I, do you know what? I don't. I think there are going to be a lot of people, the fanboys and those people who desperately want to see it, will go that first weekend. And I mm-hmm. think when more word of mouth comes out, there will be people who will, I think, be converted because they want to be part of the conversation. Sure. So I think we're going to see a slight shift in the audience. Uh, I think we'll see quite. Uh, you know, not too big of a drop after that first weekend, but then I think we're going to see that change in that third and fourth week so that people have it in this month. And I think, actually, it's not a horror movie, but I think putting it in the month of October is really, really good because of the dark tones. It offers elements of horror without it being a horror movie. Uh And It Chapter 2 has already passed through, so people are kind of done with that movie. Um, Dimitri, do you think it can do 100 million this weekend? I I like the around 80, and it can go go 80 to 85, or it can go 80, or it can go 75 to 80. It could... I like the 75 to 85 range myself, uh, and, and I do think that it can. I only differ with your opinion. I think last night a lot of the fanboys, a lot of the the DC folks, the, the comic book folk, mm. went to the theater en masse. Uh, I did see it. I saw it again last night at Century City, AMC Century City, and it was pro- predominantly filled with, um, with fanboys. It was really funny. People weren't... You weren't allowed to... Um, you weren't necessarily allowed to come dressed up, yeah. but people did wear their purple sport coat that you could get away with. You yeah. know? So people were, you know, you could tell the fans were there uh, in earnest. Uh, so, and it was packed. I saw it in the Doldy Theater over there, mm. and it was sold out. I, I hope, you know, my, my, my big take, I mean, there's a lot. I love this movie, uh, and I'd be, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it now that it's out, and yep. I can really take a deep dive into this movie but one of the things that I'm very happy about is the fact that audiences will finally be able to see 
a movie with Joaquin Phoenix and appreciate his brilliance as an actor. He is an actor that I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm, uh, some of the stuff I like him in and some stuff I really don't like him in and I just don't like his performance and I'm not a fan of his work. He really is, you know, he's either hot or cold. He's what we'd say in the UK, he's like a Marmite kind of actor. <laughs> I don't like all of his stuff. But this, to me, was an exemplary performance and even though I'm not a big fan of, of Todd Phillips, I got to speak to him at the premiere and he kind of reminded me why I'm not a big fan of Todd Phillips. Um, um, but his work on this is is undeniably exemplary. It really is a great movie. And I think a lot of the stuff that's been leveled towards it on, on a sort of social criticism level, now I've seen it, and if you take in mind, and I'm not, there's going to be no spoilers on this, but you take the timing that it was set and the social conditions at that time in the real world, a lot of what is being said is actually the exact opposite of actually the message that has been put out there about mm-hmm. the movie. It's actually fascinating to watch. And I have to say, aside from Todd's work, we'll get to review at the end, but the soundtrack is incredible as well. Oh, the yeah. soundtrack is it, it is incredible from source music yeah. to score. The score is cello depressing. Yeah. Like <laughs> it is haunting and depressing. I, I may stream it before I actually upload it. But there is one thing I want to say about Todd Phillips, right? And, mm. and I love this. And, and maybe it was Halloween 2018 that, 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 that inspired some of this is because the people who did Halloween 18, mm. uh, David Gordon Green and uh, the, the, the other gentleman, they were known for comedy, too. Yeah. And then they made this really good Halloween movie. Todd Phillips, known for comedy. Yeah. And he does this this this, this dark, seedy, nihilistic crime drama. Yeah. And he, he he does an amazing job. And so that should be a message to Hollywood: mm. is that don't pigeonhole these movies. There are talented storytellers, whether it be man or woman, like who could get these. Like they don't have to just do comedy. They don't just have to do women movies. Yeah. They can tell great stories. Jordan yeah. Peele, another great example. Oh yeah, Jordan True. Peele, True. another yeah. great oh, example. A wonderful example. I yeah, mean, a lot of comedians are actually quite dark people. Yeah, um, you know, they 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 really do have this you know this depth to their character yeah. where it's funny on the surface, and there is this pain, and there's, there's a brilliant scene in there, you know, which really illustrates this absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Um, as part of the character, I'll be very interested to see sort of what people make of it when audiences see it because I think there'll be people who will be expecting one thing and they might not get it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I think that was my audience last night. Yeah. and I So I think it'd be really interesting to see how the regular Joe looks at it rather than looking at it as a piece of cinema. May I ask I think you, even just looking at it as a movie, I, I really enjoyed it. May I ask you, um, when it was the... You yeah. saw it, the end... Like, I, I remember the first time I saw it, I just sort of kind of sat there going... Well, okay. All right. Mm. Not what I expected, but it, it hit me. Yeah. I remember walking out of the theater still thinking about it. How, how, what was your experience? No, very similar experience. Again. I mean, the whole thing, just... there was there was so much in there. Um, I mean, there's the things that you've seen in the trailer, which are very impressive, but there are so many nuances and touches in there that haven't been revealed yet, that right. really just, that it is something there are people often talk about like a, a, you know movies are a bit of a roller coaster ride and they tend to talk mm-hmm. about movies like Hobbs and Shaw right. where you're taken on this action this is not that kind of movie no. at all but it really is it's a, it's a psychological and it's an emotional roller coaster it's a journey it's, it is it really a, is journey a journey of a movie and i and i and i argue it's not an origin story i say it's an like, or, it's 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 a journey story yeah. um into chaos and yeah i, I think it, it works yeah. Uh, Zeno Hour saying, uh, wait, you guys saw Joker and didn't go on a crime spree. You mean it's just a movie? <laughs> the internet is actually wrong. Impossible. I mean, I can or cannot deny uh, that there are police outside the studio right now um, after I accidentally stole a load of gold last night. Um, I stole Twizzlers, no, yeah. The, the thing, yeah <laughs> I, crashed, I crashed the concession stand glass. You know, I, I honestly don't... I, I Please don't be put off seeing this movie because of what's been said about it inciting people to do things. Please... Don't be put off. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, that kind of thing can happen at any time, at any location, at any movie. Yes. And to be honest with you, there is very... and Again, I'm not going to spoil the movie, but there is... What has been levelled against this is, in fact, completely the opposite in reality to the claims that have been made about this movie by, mm-hmm. by many people out there, many of whom had not seen this film. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Brockle, did you hear uh, that Alamo Drafthouse made a poster saying Batman is not in 
this. I did. And Anima Dratas <laughs> also put on that same poster about the fact that you can, strictly speaking in the US, when it's an R-rated movie, you can take people under the age of 17 in there if they're with an adult. This is not one of those movies. Of those movies. Yeah. I remember being mildly mortified when I saw kids in Deadpool. Um, oh, yeah. Parents would take them to see that because I didn't think that was suitable for kids. This is really not suitable. And I, also, I think kids, to be honest with you, as Alamo said on their poster, will hate it. Mm-hmm. Your average kid will hate this movie. They won't get it. It'll be boring. It's not a superhero movie, as as, as Dimitri said. It's a journey movie. It's a study in theatre. It's a study in drama. It's a study in character. It's a study in social sort of uh, situations. It is... And also, just the general tone is not for kids. No. I know it's the Joker, we, but this is not that Joker. I'm going to tell a story because this rated R... Was Venom rated R? Yes. I thought yeah. Venom was yes. rated R too, yeah, yeah. right? But, okay, so when I was at Lionsgate, we released Kick-Ass. So, at a show west, we had a special screening for Kick-Ass, and we allowed general audiences to come in. Now, mm-hmm. that was extremely rated R. And to your point, it's not the type of rated R movie you would necessarily take a kid in. Yeah. We had so many people in line with kids. Literally, one of my one of my responsibilities that night was to go to the parents and explain to them, this isn't your average superhero movie. Yeah. There's a lot of foul language. There's tons of violence. Yeah. I'm just warning you ahead of time. I'm not being the parent. I'm just warning right. you. You be the parent. You decide. I don't know what you let your children watch. Yeah. Parents don't pay attention. So, you know, how many times have you been to a movie, whether it's Joker or Venom or other R-rated type movies, horror movies, mm. and I see people, the Watchmen. I'll never forget Watchmen. People brought in a kid. He couldn't have been 10. I yeah. will and, never forget the time I saw a fist fight in the movie theater, <laughs> and it was like all kids and their parents. And I'm like... This movie's like really rated R, yeah. and it's like not appropriate at I mean, all for I, kids. I, I saw R-rated, R-rated movies when I was a kid. Yeah, but there are R-rated <clears> movies, and there are R-rated movies. Yeah, in the theater. I just don't. I mean, it's 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 crazy. Right. Um, but I this is really not. I don't think. Yeah. I, and yeah. Yash is saying in the chat there was some regular Joe watching it beside Yash last night, and at the end was like that was stupid. So there are definitely going to be people who don't oh, like yeah. it. I just think also a lot of kids. You know, the majority of kids are going to find this film quite boring. Oh yeah, yeah. 100%. It's not a superhero movie. No. It's a drama. No. It's a thriller. It's a lot of things. Dude, it's not a superhero. Really, movie. nothing cartoonish about it. No. At all, no. like this isn't this isn't the Avengers. It doesn't no. have epic fight scenes. Although I did like the mid-credit sequence where the penguin turned up. I thought <laughs> that, was really good. that was really good. Um, that, was really good. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I was really un- that was really unexpected. And, and I'm glad I mean, too. They they CGI'd uh, Burgess Meredith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that was. That was great. Yeah, but used the voice of Ryan Reynolds, right. <laughs> uh, which I thought was great because uh, a movie's not a movie unless it has Ryan Reynolds in it these days, uh, which is great. And I thought, I thought I thought casting Jason Bateman as Catwoman I thought was amazing. That was, that was, that was genius, uh, genius, genius. That really but yes, yeah, so unorthodox, but genius, unorthodox. Yeah, but I think it's gonna it's, it's quite weird. Uh, the real Mr. Robinson saying, as much as it drives me nuts seeing parents taking their kids to these R-rated comic book movies, uh, Deadpool might be more appealing to kids. Yeah, no, absolutely, that's a different kind of R-rated movie, but I still don't think it's suitable. And I'm really liberal, but I don't. I wouldn't share that to a kid. No. I mean, I'd take a kid to go and see uh, Good Boys. I know you didn't like that movie, but that's just like dick jokes and dildos. Right, great. Right. Yeah, you I, know, I, jokes about boobies. Uh, that's right. fine, but this... Yeah, I was going to say, not to be hypocritical, take... but my very first R-rated movie in a theatre was Animal House, and I was about 10, 11 Yeah, it's old. like, you know, so. I'd let my, my nephews here in their early teens, you know, sort of you know, just pre-teen and, and in their teens, I'd show them Robocop, no problem at all. I wouldn't show them Joker. Right. I wouldn't show them Joker at all. Um, it's a different type of depiction of themes, right? Yeah. Like, that's what the problem is. Like, yeah. this is a very mature movie. Yeah. Where, like, if you watch something like RoboCop or Animal House, sure. it's kind of like infantile behavior or something that's like, you know, for RoboCop, it's like scientific and silly. Like, it's mm. like you can tell... Like, violent. Right. I might but, not let a kid see... But, but it's, it's but, not like Joker, right? No. It's not... It doesn't have these real-world situations well, in it to could, the point where, like, you're like, okay, this is really still happening even though this movie takes place in the 70s. This is stuff that's really going on today. Right. So I think that's pretty much the warning for parents is that yeah. if you don't feel them... 
if you don't feel comfortable showing your kids the news and talking to them about stuff that's going on in the world right now, yeah. you probably shouldn't take them to see this movie. Well, yeah. I would also, and let me know if you agree or disagree, I, I also wouldn't allow my kids to see Taxi Driver. I don't have any kids, but, you know. <laughs> no, but, I but, mean, you know, there are yeah. certain movies that you, you, you just, know, they don't it's rated really R and, yeah. I, and to be honest with you, they find it quite boring. But I think if people, are going, if people are taking kids to see Joker, it is not the it is not the Joker that we've seen, Jack Nicholson. Right. It is not the, the Burgess Meredith um, sort of penguin kind of Batman kind of villain. You know, yeah. it's not even like sort of the Danny DeVito penguin or the whatever. It's, you know, or the Jim Carrey Riddler. This is not a comic book, a DC comic book. <laughs> yeah, right, no, right, no, right, right. No, no, or even sort of, you know, Demi, Tim Burton, Maniacal. This is something else. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not a kid's movie. No. Okay, we're going to move on from this. So, uh, you know, our recommendation would, would do a review <laughs> at the end, but the recommendation would be see Joker. Um, but really, box office is going to be impressive this weekend. Yeah. So sorry, Downton Abbey, you only got one or two weeks there at the top of the box office. Uh, although I'd love Lovely. to see those middle-aged ladies who turn up to Downton Abbey uh, and uh. accidentally get the Joker. Yeah, awesome. yeah, that there would we be go. funny. Well, they've done this very differently. Uh, okay, let's <laughs> talk about... They get the punchline. They would not get the punchline. I would, though. Where was Dan Stevens? Um, <laughs> this is not true, Bonneville. Uh, <laughs> Disney's awards push for the Avengers Endgame doesn't seem to include Robert Downey Jr. for Best Actor. Now, I am not surprised by this, but a lot of people I remember at the time that Avengers Endgame came out uh, were saying that they expected Robert Downey Jr. to get a Best Actor nomination for his performance as Ironman um, in this movie. Um, sorry, it's pronounced Ironman. Um, but I, 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 did, I thought he was great, but I did not see that as an Oscar-winning performance. I saw it as a great Robert Downey Jr. performance, there have been other Robert Downey Jr. movies where I thought you should get a nomination for that. This was not that. A lot of people are surprised by this. Scott, you are smiling and nodding. You are also kind of in the same camp with me on this Yes, one. yeah. No, I mean, listen, it, it, he's been playing this role since, what, 2010? Yeah. Right? Oh, if he was going to get it for anything at that time, it should have been 2010. Because that was when the character came out. That movie blew everyone away. Mm. It set the bar for this new generation of superhero movies. Yeah. And that was really the one time where I actually thought, like, he deserved it. You know, this time he's going for the motions. He's playing the character. Sure, he has some, like, emotional moments in this movie. But, like, it's nothing that we haven't seen him do before. Yeah. And we've seen him do it a lot better. Let's just be honest. I think we've seen him do it as well. I wouldn't yeah. say a lot better, but certainly as well. Some of the indie stuff that he did... Like it, oh yeah, yeah. that's I what mean, I mean. A lot of his indie stuff is far exceeds his performances right. as Irin Min. <laughs> See, I, and, and I'm 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 of the camp that I was a little bit surprised because I think you know, if you're if you're going to nominate him, like you, you you do what the Academy always does, you nominate him for the whole. <laughs> it, it's yeah. Like you know, and I have another plan uh, after. Okay, no, that's fine. It's all good. But I actually did enjoy his performance, and I thought. Again, for the entire Marvel series, mm. he, he's the centerpiece of it all. Yeah. And I really did enjoy his performance in this movie. And I'm like, okay, I would because, you know, you, you're doing it for the body of work, mm. not just for Endgame. And, and the Academy tends to do that. They, yeah. They, they tend to do makeups. We don't give it for, um, like, the insider, but we'll get yeah. beautiful mind. Or, so, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And this kind of felt that way to me, and I thought he was really good. So my award season knowledge here Mm. uh, is uh, there could be one thing is that maybe Robert Downey Jr. did not want to do this Mm. at all. Maybe they came to him and they said, you know, we would would like to push you for this. And he said, you know what? I don't want to. Kind of like how Brad Pitt... Came out because if, if if he won, I'm not saying he'd win, but if he won, and it's like, what did you win your Oscar for? Irin Min, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Iron Man, right. As great his performance is as Iron Man, I don't think that's what he wants to go down in history as playing. But that's right. what he's going to go down in history as playing. I mean, oh he, yeah, he did but it so I think it pop culture wise is fine. But sure. if you get one stab at that Oscar for being right. nominated, I get what you're saying. What was it? It's like Flying Tin Man. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the right. other thing, but the other thing that we also should be talking about is the fact that now Disney owns Fox, mm-hmm. and Fox wants to push 
a Ford versus Ferrari for actors. Right. For Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Yeah. They really, I saw all the laundry list of people that they want to push for Jojo Rabbit yesterday. Right. Yeah. So they have other campaigns that they have to push for. Right. So therefore, they have to decide which ones do we see best yeah. fit this I mean, equation. They, 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 they who's better odds? Uh-huh. Yes. I mean, they can't have all the Foxing nominations. That's no. the thing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just think they, they can only. I mean, the dominance of the box office is so much right now right. with the companies and the various arms that they have, and just generally Disney is, is you know has good game, is turning out stuff that is doing good money. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they also do realise that they have to pick the hills that they want to die on, yes. and I think there is an element you're right of I think Robert Downey Jr. probably being asked and having to make that call. I'm sure he'd love to be nominated for an Oscar. But I don't know if this is the one that he wants to do. To me, you yeah. have something else. To no, say. I mean it's like reading some of the comments. It's like I'm not upset. I was just a little bit surprised. Yeah, and and look, the you have to give it to. He should get something because literally, when you look at this whole Marvel universe up to Endgame, yeah. right now we're going in you some other direction, other characters. He really was the focal point, right? Um, but he's also not—he's not, he's not done because well, we, we know we yeah. know that he's coming back. And I think, to be honest with you, your point—I agree with you to a certain extent. Where it's like when these these sort of lines end, when these franchises come to a, a right. conclusion, you know, they do get rewarded. But very often, it's it's for best picture right. rather than individual people in it. Right. And so I think that would have been where they would have more likely. But everybody knows that Marvel is going to be going on until we're all in the ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. this Marvel is going to be, you know, until the, you know, the post-apocalyptic Oscars, still going to be, still going to be releasing. We're going to be watching it on Nokia yeah. 6310s when we're not playing Snake. Do you, do you eight think, pixel screens. Do you think it's huddled around a fire? Within the 12 or 20 slots they have for Coming best picture soon that I to theaters. Black Panther 23. <laughs> He's back. He's back. <laughs> Prowling the jungle. Uh, but do you think there's a shot of, of Endgame getting any one of the 50 slots of best? picture no, nomination? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I, 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 would be, I would be quite surprised. I think, you know, it's it's not a year where it's a fallow year. I think there are a number of movies coming out in the next couple of months that I think could very easily fill those spots. I think we've seen a handful of contenders already. And to be honest with you, I, I think putting it in for Best Picture would make a little bit of a mockery of the movie, almost like it's, we'll put you in for this, but we don't think you're going to win. Right. Um, and then you can be a great movie that you really enjoy and not be an Oscar winning movie. That's true. I mean, you know, there are happens. plenty of great movies out there that I absolutely right. love, but I'm like, would that be nominated for an Oscar Best Picture? No, it wouldn't. No. You know, it's, I think there's a, some people go, it made a lot of money. I'm like, well, it did, but so did Sex and the City too. <laughs> you know, so did the Transformers movies. You know, it's, mm-hmm. money doesn't always equate to no. necessarily being Oscar worthy. Or quality. A uh, couple of people in the chat on this, as you mentioned, there have been lots of comments. Uh, do we forget that RDJ has won one? Uh, no. Nobody forgets. Xeno no. uh, Hour, um, Avengers Endgame was much better shot at Best Picture nomination uh, than RDJ uh, for uh, lead actor. Yash saying Endgame had weak SFX, uh, good, not great acting, decent script with fun banter, nothing else. I mean, I think what it, what it turned out to do, it did really, really well, but it doesn't necessarily mean you get an Oscar nomination for that. I definitely think it's going to get effects at the costumes and various oh, yeah. other things. 100%. But I don't know about um, I don't know about Best Picture. Uh, Connie Egan, uh, RDJ was great as Iron Man, uh, but I don't think you should get an Oscar nod. Uh, films such as Chaplin, yes, yes. Uh, because he was the primary character. Uh, Yash saying music is uh, average, uh, Eon 001. Uh, people just equate str- um, str- uh, struggle performances with Oscars. Yes. I agree. Why not yeah. give it to an Oscar for the first Iron Man because he didn't die or shed enough tears? Absolutely. Uh, the real Mr. Robinson, um, I'm not really upset that RDJ isn't being pushed for back actor, but I am totally on board with Avengers Endgame getting an Oscar push. With 2019 being such a mediocre year, Endgame might get nominated. I think so far this year it has been quite a mediocre year, but there are a couple of movies that have stood out for me, and I'm seeing a couple at the moment. A lot of other people are too, um, that I think genuinely could come through and be, be strong contenders with right. in, in many categories. So I think we've got a couple of upsets to come yet. Let's not just, because it's been out, it's too soon to say. Okay, moving on from, uh, from that, let's talk about um, another comic book property um, as a standard week there's like a gazillion stories like this uh, Birds of Prey trailer um, dropped this week uh, this was the Harley Quinn movie with other people in it right. <laughs> um, 
basically. Uh, I think the trailer <laughs> oh, was 90% Harley Quinn. And then... Wait, did you say birds? or bir- It's bird of prey, right? A bird of prey. <laughs> bird, bird of prey. Right, yeah. okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, so... Uh, no, this is the sequel. I'm already on the sequel. No, really. Just because I'm that confident. Uh, more birds, more prey. Uh, yeah, bird of prey, uh, obviously, is... Uh, you know, the, the, the trailer dropped this week. A lot of stuff in there. Ewan McGregor. Uh, some people were very upset that he didn't have the black mask on that apparently his character had but I'm like that's fine let's hold something for the movie um, I don't need to see everything um, did you guys check out the trailer and what did you think I was so disappointed by this trailer okay um, I was really on board for this movie mm. uh, as everyone has clearly known about me at this point uh, I've been a big supporter of this DC renaissance that has been happening and I've, I've liked all the movies that have been released mm. uh, lately and I was so excited for this movie because we were getting the, the the female badass movie, right? With all these great female characters. And then I watched that trailer and I'm like, it's Margot Robbie doing this, this irritating voice, narrating this whole thing. And like, it feels like it wants to be part Joker. And then it feels like it wants to be part Suicide Squad. The tone is all over the place. And there's no character development of any of these other characters or any introduction to them and the music doesn't fit the trailer it doesn't give you a push to see the movie i i like i watched it twice because i was like maybe i was expecting too much and i watched it again and and no 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 now, it, Jeff, it, is, it is birds of prey. It, yeah. yeah, I know. I was Jeff. I was joking that it was bird of prey because the trailer is predominantly Margot Robbie. Yeah. Ah, and look, we here in this show when they made the announcement and they did the characters, we talked about this movie and we oh, talked yeah. about yeah. that we we're really looking forward to it. I, I was a reader of the comic and I was a big fan of the comic book. I think it's a solid story. And the trailer delivered nothing for me. <laughs> nothing. And, and I'm a little bit surprised. I'm going to still hold out hope because I know Margot Robbie is really tied into this movie. She's a producer of the movie. Mm. I believe that she's extraordinarily smart. And she's been choosing great roles for herself. And even when she gets into producing, yeah. she's picked some pretty good projects. Mm. But... This movie looked like a almost a female version of Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and I didn't get to see any of those great women superhero characters yeah. uh, that I that I know are in there. Um, and that was my biggest disappointment. For, for me, I'm just, I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm quite disinterested in this film at this point, and, and here's my reason why. It's nothing to do with the fact that it's, it's all women or, you know, it's Harley Quinn. I'm actually trying to avoid anything on this movie because I think it's one of those ones where I want to go in and just be quite surprised by, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't watch, I try to watch, not watch every single trailer and every single clip that comes out because I miss the days of going in and having something fresh right. and something surprising. Agreed. Um, and there's a movie coming out this week called Semper Fi. Actually, I'll get to this in just a second, the link is Jai Courtney, and that movie is a, is, a, is actually is a decent movie. Um, it's certainly not the you know the best movie of the year, but it's a decent enough movie. But the the movie that you get in the trailer is not the movie that you get in a good way. Okay, and that's the response that the cast are getting from it as well. So I think actually I like to go into movies a little bit surprised, like not knowing exactly what to expect. So I don't want to know all these characters. I would like to learn about them in the movie, um, but also I mean I'm not a massive fan of of Harley Quinn. I thought you know I thought she was fine in Suicide Squad, you know one of the better characters in Suicide Squad. But I I don't I don't know. I'm it's, just, I'm it's, just, it's weird. This because, is what I want to see when it comes out and feel it then. But, not but there's now. a difference. Like you can have a trailer that could not be what you expect, right? Like, yeah. we're, 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 me and him are complaining about there's no characters in it, right? But even the stuff with Harley Quinn mm. didn't sell me. Yeah. Like, mm. it, there was nothing impressive about it. And it's just, it was the way that, like, it was edited together and the music choices. It's just, like, a bad trailer as a whole. Right. Dude, it, it, it doesn't have that pop. It doesn't have, right. like, that, that draw. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're just watching it. It just looked like... Bunch of stuff clipped together and right. just like this voiceover. I'm, and ho- just... I'm hoping the draw is going to come from her connection to those other characters. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping that's where it's going to come from for me. But... I, yeah, I, again, though, to me, it was a missed opportunity. It is called Birds of Prey, and they are, you know, they're 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 this gang of women superheroes. 
Uh, like I said, the, the comic is really good, and I don't pretend to be the be-all, end-all, and know everything about Birds of Prey, but I really enjoy the comic book for what it, it showcased. They had some great stories. Mm. I was expecting to at least, like, I didn't need to, like, spotlight every single character. Yeah. I just wanted a little bit more of a group other than literally a half a second. Well, Xena is saying Harley Quinn is the most uh, most known character to general audiences. Yes, that is actually, that is true. Um, mm. But, you know, which kind of gives you the argument that actually you need to get the audiences more aware of the other characters in it. Uh, Kame Egan, the trailer left me flat and DC has a track record of great ideas with poor execution. Uh, Yash uh, says, uh, I wanted to like the trailer of B.O.P. so bad, but alas, they let me down. Eon 001, just shove Harley into this. Uh, is a flimsy reason. Uh, the Mill Mr. Robinson, uh, Robbie was great, uh, was was pretty underwhelming as Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. So I'm hoping this year her second chance is is to win me over. Um, I hope Kathy Yen uh, did make a weird movie though. Yeah, I mean I'm curious. I am curious to see the final product. Uh, this could have been such a good buddy road movie with Harley and Poison Ivy, like Thelma and Louise with the BOP hunting her down. It could be interesting. Lots. I mean, lots of great ideas there. Um, as I say, she's obviously on the set at the moment of the Suicide Squad. Um, I spoke to Jai Courtney um, and Nat Wolf uh, uh, about their new movie Semper Fi. Put a piece up on Forbes about that last night. A little bit in there that Jai told me um, about what's going on on the on the set of Suicide Squad. And there's a story there from Nat Wolf as well, uh, where it's completely unrelated to, to Suicide Squad, but he's apparently being eyed to play Paul Westerberg uh, oh. in a movie uh, about the band The Replacements. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm in. Oh, wow. so that's that's actually the guy that directed um, uh, The Fault in Our Stars has got the rights to the book. They've been uh-huh. talking about it for oh, a while. Really? He's John attached. Green? Yeah, he's attached. No, um, no, it was Paul. Uh, John John wrote the book. Right. Paul directed the movie. It was right. Paul. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, so it's he was obviously he was announced he was in the stand. Yeah, it's uh, it's Josh Boone who directed Fault in Our Stars. Okay, yeah, so uh, Josh has the rights to Trouble Boys, the book about uh, the band The Replacements, uh, and uh, and Nat is attached to play Paul, um, no. which is great. And Nat's a big fan of The Replacements, so that's kind of a really big deal. So that's in my piece on Forbes. That was a, a nice little exclusive. They were one, there, of, the, so. they were one of my favorite, if not. They were definitely one of the greats of the 80s. Yeah. And Don't if you don't know the, the replacements, if yeah. you know the soundtrack to singles, uh, Paul has a couple of tracks on there, the, the great uh, 90s grunge movie. Yeah. Um, check that out. Can't it's, Hardly Wait. Can't Hardly yeah. Wait. is their song, yeah. Can't Hardly Wait, a lot. Yeah. So, you know, worth checking Alex out. Alex Chilton. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just great, really, that. really good, really yeah. good band. Great band. Uh, worth checking out. But yeah, so that was a nice little scoop for me uh, yesterday, which, no, was, which was great. Uh, I know, I'm so sorry about that. Okay, no. let's move on. We've got 20, 20 odd minutes left on the show. Another big story this week Universal wants more Jordan Peele movies. This is the Peele deal of the week. Um, and who can blame them? Uh, no, the Slash right. Film was saying this week. Absolutely. Uh, basically, this is uh, yeah, it's a five year, two film deal. Uh, that might not seem like a lot of movies, but movies take a long time to develop. And we know that Jordan is already already working on fresh stuff at the moment and he's about to head into the awards uh, season for us which I think is going to get a lot of things and I'm, I'm expecting um, something for Lupita I'm expecting something for um, for Duke and I'm expecting um, something for Jordan and possibly Best Picture for us even though it wasn't my one of my favourite movies of the year um, I think that's where we're going to see some stuff there uh, but five year two film deal uh, what do you guys think about that it's there, no real surprise there, it's it? no real surprise and it, it's it's funny because we're going back to our old Hollywood days where we're like you know what let's keep this a director with the studio mm. you know and, and that's the way I see this is that they don't want to lose him and I mean he's be, he's a machine yep. and even though like you and like you I didn't like us as much as Get Out it still made a ton of money. It still had a lot of conversation going into mm-hmm. it, and they need movies like that. They, all these studios have to compete against the big bad mouse, and they need directors who can do that. Yeah. Right. And Jordan Peele is one of them. And I love the idea of going back to the like yesteryear of Hollywood yeah. because and Universal's doing because uh, don't they have a deal with M Night Shyamalan as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You know, you lock down some of these directors, and you know that there is going to be potential for good box office. It's, it's like a good bet. It's a good risk to take. So, and you know, and also you've got the underlying get ready for Blumhouse Corner. You've got right. the underlying Jason yeah. Blum relationship between M Night with also Jordan and also me, 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 me. Uh, Jason's own involvement with the studio oh, with, yeah. with franchises like Halloween. So, I mean, to give you an idea about how popular Us was, I mean, the fact that that is one of the headline mazes 
at Universal this year, and the movie only came out six months ago. Right. Uh, and it's something that Jordan was very... I mean, again, I spoke to John Murdy, the creative director of, of Halloween Horror Nights, uh, and there's a piece, again, up on Forbes where I talked to him about this. Jordan was very keen. He wasn't aware of this kind of thing, and he was very keen to be very hands-on. Uh, they had a lot of the, the things at the end of the movie. Uh, a bit of a spoiler, but you've had six months to watch it, where they're all holding hands around right. America, and they've all got the orange jumpsuits. Uh, those are actually featured in there. They use the original scissors, the casts for the scissors, for the things mm-hmm. in this. So they, he really did take this stuff seriously, but you have these kind of three or four things in this Venn diagram of success right now. Which absolutely Universal have, you know, have a way to do it. I would be very surprised if one of these two movies is not one of the monster movies that Universal want to make. Because they've got Lee Whannell doing Invisible Man. Lee, again, has a very strong relationship with people like Jason Blum, with people like uh, Universal, with Halloween Horror Nights. I would not be surprised if Jordan Peele is given one of those monster movies. Yeah. It would not be surprising, but I would I would love if he just kept doing original content. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he's already proven, proven himself twice. I would love to keep that trend going. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, 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 as much as I know we, if we, we really want this, these monster movies remade, I... I I just would rather him do something and original. I, I, I do, I do very much agree with that. But something that Universal doesn't have right now is a lot of franchises. They have Jurassic World, which we're going to see come to yeah. an end, and they have Fast and Furious, which is doing well, and they have more movies in that. But that won't go on forever. Mm. So they do need something, another universe, another franchise to do it. And I think if you are wanting after a couple of false starts on that universe, yeah, universe, you want to then have people who are very reliable and very dependable that audiences like and have already put the money in the bank for the studio, right. that audiences trust to get these characters, and maybe these are the guys that are going to create modern iterations of these characters that actually people want to fucking see. Yeah. Right? Because so far they haven't, yeah. you know, and that's been the problem. So I would love to see more stuff from Jordan, but we've already known that he's, you know, tackled Candyman. He's had his finger in that pie. Um, I'm only saying it once, I'm not saying it three times. Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, I I think it would be good to give him a monster movie. I mean, I could see him doing amazing things like Creature from the Black Lagoon, or Wolfman, or something like that. Guillermo should do Creature from the Black Lagoon. I would love to see that, but I think... Because he's so passionate about that. Because the Shape of Water? No, no, he's so passionate about that. I I mean... That's the reason yeah. why Shape yeah. of Water exists. Yeah, well, l- let him do the Haunted Mansion movie, for crying out loud. Yeah, that's Jeez. true. I, I do want to see that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so I think if, you know, if, if one of those is for Jordan, if one of them is one of those monster I'm movies, fine. I think I'll be, I'm, I'll be I'm, fine I'm with that. I'm okay. Okay, let's, uh, let's talk about what people are saying about this in the chat. A lot of people have thoughts on the Peel deal. Um, Peel deal, get that money from Yash. Uh, Signal Nerd, um, uh, that's talking about uh, Birds of Prey. Uh, Yash saying Peel's wife, Chelsea, uh, her brother owns BuzzFeed, uh, which is owned by Comcast NBC, that is true. Uh, Shira, uh, let's, uh, Comcast is fully invested in the Peel Baretti yeah, family. Yeah, sure they are. I haven't made that connection, but you're absolutely right. That in itself is terrifying. That never happens. Uh, Zeno Hour, uh, I don't think us will get the same lovers get out. Uh, no, I don't think so, but I think it's still proving popular in a, in a very different way to how Get Out, I think, has performed. Uh, Yash, uh, us need a more definitive ending. Uh, it really um, makes repeat viewings a chore. I'll be honest with you, the only time mm-hmm. I'm revisiting that movie. I was going to watch it again because I'm going back to Halloween Horror Nights this weekend and celebrate my birthday. Um, but uh, I actually I was going to watch it again and my wife has not seen it but I was like, I'm actually going to wait to see it in a couple of weeks with, with Jordan for an awards season screening because um, I wasn't that much of a fan of it. But no. actually, I, I can love the maze at Universal so I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Completely gave it a different level for me. Uh, and Real Mr. Robinson, uh, Warner Brothers seems to be leading the idea of directors sticking to one studio so it's cool to see Universal do that uh, with Jordan Peele. And do you know what? I think Jordan Peele is very happy where he is right now. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. If Jordan didn't like the deal that he had, then he'd certainly walk away. Uh, talking of deals that people like, uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, Richard Jewell has been fast-tracked for awards season release. That is about seven weeks away now. Uh, <laughs> it's just before Christmas, because nothing says Christmas like Clint Eastwood movies. Uh, Clint Eastwood's The Grinch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... I mean, the trailer dropped this week. Yeah, it did. And it genuinely, it was a movie that I had very little interest in, but slightly contradicting myself, this now is has gone 
pretty much the top of my list of things that I want to see. Me too. Nobody kind of really saw this coming. Did no. they, Dimitri, on this? No, and, and uh, saw the trailer online like everybody else, but then I saw it last night on the big screen. Yeah. Look, uh, trailers do play so much better on a, in a movie screen. theater yeah. yes. than a big screen, including this one. Um, I had talked to my friend and you know, he hadn't seen the trailer, he watched it, and he's like, Wow, that that looks really good. Mm. And and it's one of those movies where um the gentleman that's in it, he was in Black Klansman. Yeah. He he plays Richard yeah. Jewell. I Tanya. Yeah. yeah. He I look, the cast looks really good. Um, you know, it's Clint Eastwood. However, I have to put this caveat in. I've been burned on Clint Eastwood trailers before. Yep. Uh, I I did like The Mule. Didn't think it was great, but I, I enjoyed it to an extent. That train movie to Paris. Fucking awful. Really good trailer, uh, but not a movie. Just a terrible movie. And, you know, Jersey Boys. Didn't like that. It wasn't as good as the oh, trailer. So Did not like that movie. Warner Brothers is great at creating these trailers. I want it to live up to what I saw mm. the last one was night. Sully right was like the last Sully really good, yeah. was the good, last yeah. one that, that was, was a great yes. movie of yeah. excellent. which yeah. was only a couple of years ago but it feels like a lifetime ago I know yep. it was during a TIFF when that came out I don't remember two or three years ago yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean seriously that movie I, I didn't have a huge amount of interest in but I absolutely loved it yeah, again one of Hanks' best performances so good but then Clint dishes out a couple of stinkers I mean Hopefully this is him back on on top. But, okay. you know, I mean, it certainly looks good in the trailer, but I wasn't a massive yep. fan of the last couple of things he's put yeah. out. And the cast in this. is great. Amazing. Yeah, like, really I mean, great. you got Olivia Wilde, you got Kathy Bates, you have um, John Hamm. Mm. Uh, is it Paul, what's that guy's name, the main guy who's in this movie? Oh, he, the guy who's... Uh, yeah, from yeah, yeah I forget his, his name. name. <laughs> I feel yeah. bad. It's, uh, but Paul it's, Walter Hauser. Paul Thank Walter Hauser. Hauser. He's, he's, he's really great. good, you know, and it's nice now to see him kind of going against his typical role because I feel like in a lot of movies he was playing, like, the dumb fat guy. And, like, he actually looked... This, this I read a little bit about this story after seeing this trailer. It's a great movie right now to come out about the discussion of the media. Yeah. Right. Of how this they ruined this man's entire career. Right. I think it's going to... I think this could, could have impact if it's done correctly. I think yeah. it could. But yeah. I mean, I I I, I like. I, I remember doing the the, the carpets for um, Black Klansman, uh, and he was like, "No one really wants to talk to me." I'm oh like, yeah. And I was like, "Seriously, I think you're going to be huge." And like 18 months later, you know, he's the lead in a, a Clint Eastwood movie. You know, that's, that's going to be possibly one of the best award movies of the year. It could be. Yeah, but we also said that about Marwin. Um, so who knows? Well, who knows? Whoa. That Damn. again was that a was, year that's, ago. That's a bad. That's, that's another a bad. That's, that's a burn. Trailers <laughs> that can look amazing, and you think they're going to do big awards business, and you see the movie. I'm still upset about that. I'm movie. still upset with that. <laughs> I saw it like for like no money on Amazon the other day, and I genuinely got annoyed. Because I was like, even for like three dollars on Blu-ray, I was like, that's still a ripoff. It, it's, yeah. it's been on cable. <laughs> just such a I, terrible film. It's just, just a disappointment. Just yeah. terrible. Yeah. Again, oh great God. trailer. Yeah. Disappointing movie. Yeah. That was Universal. Yeah. Yeah. What is it now? Just. Oh well. Ugh. Oh well. <sighs> right. Okay. Moving on, on from that. <laughs> uh, okay. Zeno, I was saying, Simon, hear me out. Paul Walter Hauser as Penguin. Well, yeah. Not a bad, not you a bad. You know what? We sure, didn't yeah. want to spoil it, but that's who actually plays Penguin in Joker. That's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's true. <laughs> didn't uh, want to spoil it. That's the tie-in yeah. why they put yeah. the trailer before the movie. Talk, talk, talking of which, uh, talking of which uh, one more thing before we actually get to talk about this week's movies. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4, obviously. Uh, Eddie Murphy is doing the rounds at the moment. Yes. Uh, he's got a very strong movie hitting Netflix in the next couple of weeks. It's in theatres, I think, this week. Uh, apparently going to start shooting Beverly Hills Cop 4 after coming to America 2. Beverly Hills Cop 4, Coming to America 2. I mean, don't they want to wait to see how Coming to America 2 does first before we do Beverly Hills Cop 4? I had exactly the same thought. I had exactly the same thought. Yeah, I think that would be wise. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be wise. I've got to be honest with you, I love Coming to America. I am Mm -hmm. petrified of Coming to America 2. And I really want to see Eddie Murphy back doing comedy. Dolomite's amazing. If this sucks, Dolomite, I've heard great things about. But if coming to America sucks, he's going to piss all over his comeback. I just stretched. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Thought I was muted. That's live production. No, no, no. 
<laughs> Just glad you didn't go to the toilet. Wow. Then, Jeff. Everything's right. good. I'm uh, behind the good. scenes. Behind this the scenes. Are you, are, you all, are you all stretched out there? Jeff? All okay? stretched out. It's early, guys. Okay, it's early. You, you settle in there. You settle <laughs> you in there. Right in. We'll just carry on doing the show. That's totally fine. Stretchies. There you go. That's the world of showbiz um, for you. All right. Um, so you're Eddie Murphy's just stretching. Have a little nap. Okay, so Dimitri, your thoughts on uh, on coming to America two? Bella's got four. Can I? I'm going in up pessimistically optimistic <laughs> on coming to America too. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of the original. Mm. I'm a really huge fan of Beverly Hills Cop up until three. Mm. Who are they going to get? Is he going to get John Landis back? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know his career after his seven. son. Yep. Right. <laughs> so I'm not. See, the whole Beverly Hills Cop thing has been going back and forth. Because mm. I had a conversation, it could have been with, a few weeks ago, I said, oh no, it's going, it's a television series. I said, yeah. oh, that I thought it was off. going to be a movie. And because it was going to be a movie, then it went to TV, and now it's maybe going to be a movie again. And okay. well, I think Eddie Murphy is going through a renaissance because, and I think he got so the chlamydia. taste of this. <laughs> well, I, after Dolomite, you can yeah. understand at least why he wants to do the stand-up again. Yeah. Because he's going to do this huge stand-up thing for Netflix. Mm -hmm. So he... Look, so long as his creative juices are are flowing well and in the right direction, Eddie Murphy is funny. Why did he stop being funny? Well, I mean... That's what I I want to see. People, you know, his movies turned out to be shit. He made a lot lot of really bad decisions, and he completely derailed his career with some terrible movies um, that he didn't recover from, apart from Shrek, where you didn't see him. Right. So, you know, so that was fine. But he's taken a long time to come back, but I'm really glad, like you, that he's back. I think, you know, it's interesting because seeing him in Dolomite was like a breath of fresh air. To me, I know you said that, like, you thought it was like Ed Wood. I'm going to say Dolomite is honestly this year's disaster artist and I think I said that on one of the shows we did together it's it's such it's such a film that's about a passionate guy who loves what he does Mm. and he wants to make content for his audience yep and I just I loved him in the movie I loved the cast in the movie but what was nice about it was yes it brought back some of the old stuff that we love Eddie Murphy for but it felt different than stuff that he's done before too yeah him going back and kind of rehashing like these beloved characters, and I, I know that there's a lot of talk, and we, we've seen a lot of actors do this, where they come back and they play a role that people have grown to love them mm. for. I just don't know if it works for comedy. Like, it works when you're an action star to a degree, and mm. you have to be a very specific action star. Yeah. For mm-hmm. comedy, like, with with both these movies, they were they were movies of that, that era, that decade. Yeah. Uh, coming to America, stuff that's going to be in that is not going to get away with 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 the way today is and how woke we are whatever whatever cool <laughs> word we want to use to describe our culture today uh whatever it is like some of the stuff would not work today you're right uh okay let's move on let's talk about some movies that are coming out uh this week uh some i have not seen uh, i have seen one of them uh, lucy in the sky is anybody unfortunate enough to I, see lucy I in the sky i unfortunately saw it okay um uh, you saw unfortunate didn't you no, no, I wouldn't. No, that I was my friend suck. Michael who saw it. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Lucy in the Sky. I got nine. I, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this movie. I, I let me tell you how I knew this movie was going to be bad. I, and, and it's a very short story. I went to the world premiere at TIFF. Mm. Uh, the director of this, Noah Crowley, right, mm. came out on stage. He says, "You know, they told me to come out here and embrace this because I may not get another chance to do this." And I literally said, wow, you opened up with that. And like, and then I watched the movie, and I'm like, now I know why you said that. Wow. Yeah. It's, it, you know, Natalie Portman, for some reason, no matter how bad a movie is, her performance carries the film. She's great in it. She mm-hmm. tries, to, tries her best. Script non-existent. The movie looks like, you can't even tell when this movie is shot. Like, because of their, there's, it looks like some parts look like it's in the 50s, some parts look like it's the 70s, and they throw in technology that makes it look like it's in the 90s, but the story itself it takes place in like the 2000s. Um, there's these weird moments where like it blur, the camera blurs, and like it goes into these different aspect ratios, and not as seamless as something like Waves that we've talked about. 
It is a mess <laughs> of a movie. Okay, it is it? just a Let, mess. Let's move on then. Oh um, Pain, Pain and Glory is also out this weekend. I did not see that. Okay, uh, but I heard it's amazing things. Yeah. And uh, Antonio Banderas is. This is the movie Plays where. Plays Puss in Boots in it, right? Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> it's uh, not apparently. The no, not the penguin. one. In boots. boots. But this is, the, this is the only real competition so far that I hear for. Um, Parasite for best foreign film right now. This is the only one that uh-huh. we'll talk that about I Parasite in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't come out here for like uh, about two or three weeks, but Jesus, we will talk about is it then. Still that long now? Yeah, I think it's like two or three weeks. So yeah, exciting. Uh, Pain and Glory also out this week, but obviously, really, Joker is the one that everybody yeah. is talking about. It's going to be the number one uh, box office. Uh, I spoke about this uh, this week, but Dimitri, you, you've obviously seen this as yes. well. Um, let's see your thoughts. We've got four minutes left on the show. Let's try and get all of us. I'm in. just going to say um, no spoilers, but to me, this is. Uh, DC's best outing since the Nolan years. Uh, I think it delivers a very gritty, uh, unsettling crime drama mm. that we haven't seen in years since perhaps maybe even the '70s, or at least since like like the Departed kind of thing. I mean, this is a and it's not a superhero movie, and yep. it's uh, it's not an origin movie. As I said, it's it's really a journey into madness that you have to watch, and it's. Really filmed and paced, is it like those, like those movies in the seventies? I, I think the pace, the pace is key. And your, your point about the seventies is, is spot on, Scott. Uh, I think this is a phenomenal film. It's one of my five best of the year right now. Uh, I've seen this movie three times. I would go back in a heartbeat and watch it again for a fourth. Uh, there's a lot to take away when you mm. watch this movie. It's not surface level. There's a lot of de- digging deep with this film. Todd Phillips really impressed me as a director. Joaquin's performance as everyone is saying even those who don't like the film he's this is one of his best if not his best yeah. and it is the performance of a decade uh therefore you know this is a film that i think audiences need to know going into it that it's like dimitri said not your typical comic book film yep uh it is a character study it is a study on mental illness it's a study on society and um a celebration of uh, two decades, I think, in film with the 70s and the 80s, right. in a lot of ways. Yash is saying the last 30 minutes of Joker um, were amazing. Yeah, I mean, it really, this is one of the few films this year <laughs> yeah. that I've seen that, that really finished strong. I've seen oh, yeah. so many movies that their third acts have been sufficient or, or average, but this really does excel at the end. I mean, it really builds beautifully. This is also one of the few movies this year that I've felt absolutely absorbed in. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, completely enveloped where, you know, you just almost forget like you're in a movie theatre. And there are so few of those movies these days. I mean, like you say, you, you, both of you guys have said phenomenal direction, uh, phenomenal acting, but I have to say the cinematography in this... Oh, yeah. Uh, ..and and the, the tone and the colours that are used in this mm-hmm. is nothing short of beautiful. Yep. You could take almost any frame from this movie and stick it in a gallery... Right. ..and it would just look absolutely stunning. Yeah. I mean, this really was Agreed. one of the most complete as a package movies that I have seen this year. Like you, it's certainly one of my favourite movies of the year. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still undecided whether it is my favourite or not. Yeah. But please, I suggest, if you're going to go and see this movie, go in there. And I know there's been a lot of stuff said about the movie and a lot of opinions about the movie, but try and shed that before you go in and just watch the movie for the movie. Just trying to do that. And then go back and see it again with everything that you have on your own opinion mm-hmm. and then consider everything else that's been seen because I think the unfortunate downside of the fact there has been so much discussion around this film is it's very difficult to go in it clean. Oh, yeah. So just do the best that you can and just watch it as a film mm-hmm. for everything that is, is and then consider everything else once you've got your own opinion and then look at it again. Yeah. I think it really is one of those movies. One thing that's amazing, and to me it's a... It's a it's something that, that showcases what a great movie is, is if you can take the plot mm. and plug it into something. Like, you could have just called this movie Mike. Yeah. Not have it tied into a comic book, right? And you're still going to get an amazing crime drama. And you know what? It's one of the it, few it, movies this year where every single character in it mm-hmm. is there for a reason and cool. brings oh, yeah. something to the movie. We're yes. only saying that because we're running out of time. But right. seriously, it is the most complete, Agreed. satisfying package. Yeah. Of and complex. Oh, complex. Very, very complex. Extraordinarily complex. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw it twice. I could see it again. I've already actually pre-ordered it on Amazon. So, I'm a fan. 
Yeah, that's incredible. It's really good. It's one of the few movies that I'm actually looking forward to owning. I'm buying a lot of older stuff right now, but it's one of the few films out this uh, year or in the last couple of years that I'm actually going to Yeah, and I hope they don't cheap out on the on the supplemental footage. Yeah. I mean, this is Todd Phillips' way to go in and do not just a commentary, but do a good documentary on the making of this and the writing of this. I thought the writing, Todd Phillips' writing and his writing partner Forgive me, Scott Silver. Yeah, Scott Silver. I think they did a really great script. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a fantastic film. Everybody was absolutely top of their game on this. Demetri, who are you? Where can we find you, please? Right here, I meet the movie press, uh, Anatomy of a Movie, and uh, LAOFCS uh, at Demetri Panos Twitter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M. Thank you. And you can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find this show on Meet Movie Press on uh, Twitter. So please do follow us. Uh, like, subscribe, share the show. If you enjoyed what you've heard or what you've watched, uh, do tell other people about it. We really appreciate it because without an audience, there is no point in doing this at all. Thank you for those of you who took part in the chat. You have a great weekend. If you're going to see Joker, I strongly suggest that you book your tickets in advance. If you just turn up, you might get a little bit screwed. Yeah. So do book in advance. Pay those fees, suck it up, enjoy the movie. Have a great weekend everybody, really appreciate it. Have a great one, thanks. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.